WENJ, WENJHD, Millville, Atlantic City, 97.3 ESPN. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. A happy hour Friday starts now on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. I'm your host, Mike Gill. There's Hunter Brody, Josh Hennings producing today's show, and you out there. What's going on, everybody? Happy hour Friday. Pour one back with us. Taking you until 6 o'clock tonight. Sal Palantonio, Chad Millman, Jeff Mosher, the PTs in the house, and Casey Joyner. One thought on every Week 9 game. That's all today on the Sports Bash. What's going on, man? Just relaxing late night last night for me. Fell asleep on the couch. Well, couch night. With the TV on and everything. Woke up, it was still on. Got yelled at in the morning. Hey, no timer? Ah, my bad. Oh, because now you got to pay the bills and oh. you leave the TV on all night. That's right. a homeowner. The electric bill goes up. Sleeper timer. That's an old school thing. I remember back in the day when I was in college, I used to put the sleeper timer on. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. See, if I was in college, that's where I wouldn't care about the sleeper timer. You Always know I mean? had the sleeper timer on. Would you wake up in the middle of the night and be like, ah, man, I should have put that on if you no, didn't I always put it put on? the sleeper timer on. It was just natural. You always did it. Yeah, I remember it was like a green, like the numbers were green up in the corner. They went by half hour increments. Well, I got yelled at last night. Well, this morning, actually, for not turning it on last night, but it's okay. Made her a nice cup of coffee in the morning. Little Joe. Little cup of joe. So it's funny you say that because yesterday we went to the store after I got done work. We went to the store last night and we had the McDonald's uh, McCool coffee or whatever, whatever it's called. McCafe. McCafe or... coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was telling you, I don't know what the coffee's like at McDonald's in store, but the K cup, it's a little thin for my liking. So I said last night, we got to get something new. We got to get something new. And this morning, woke up with a nice cup of Joseph and I actually brought in the K cup for a little later. Oh wow! How a about holiday that? blend. Okay. Yeah, Daddy. So how was it? How was it when you had it yesterday, or did you not? No, you I had it? it this morning. Okay, this morning. How yeah. was it? Oh, it's like a, I'm like a new man. Oh wow! Yeah, changed I mean, your life. You get a thin cup of coffee, you can tell the difference. No doubt. And I said, like, I feel 2020 has sucked so much that you couldn't like make New Year's resolutions. Like you couldn't do like my 2020 goal. I want to become a coffee snob. And I don't have any problem saying it. I'm going to be a coffee snob. So I want people to text me the most snobbish coffee that I can find. That's what I want. 609-403-0973. We went and got the holiday blend last night. It was good. Way better than that. And I'm not knocking the McDonald's coffee. I've never had it in store. So I don't know. But the cake cup's a little thin. This is the Starbucks holiday blend. It's a limited edition. They do it during the holidays. It gave me a nice little whoosh this morning. Like, I like when you take that sip of coffee and you can feel it going up your spine. You know what I mean? Of course. My girl looked at me like I was a nut when I said this. Of course. You're talking to a guy who is the coffee snob. But I did tell you this before. If you really want to branch out to legitimate coffee, you're going to have to move on from the K-Cups. I know. Just an investment. I know. That's all. Now, don't you do the, the bullet... I do, coffee? but like to, like the last couple days, I've just been a little lazy because I just haven't slept well where I just want to get a cup of coffee to get me going. Black coffee, though, or do you put no, your I'm not a black sugar? coffee guy. Right. I'm trying to take out less of the stuff that I put in there. Like, 
I don't put as much, like, I'm down to one sweet and low instead of two. Okay, that's a step. Yeah, I've, I've paired off that. I go with the creamer still, but I'm not trying to put too much in, just enough. You know, another problem is um, I, if I don't, if I go just black coffee, I've had acid reflux problems in the past. I know, Josh, we were talking about this earlier. That's another thing, Josh. You drink black coffee, you get the acid reflux problem. Like my girl said, she's got, she doesn't, she likes to drink her coffee black, but you got to put just a little creamer in because if you drink the black coffee, you get the acid reflux problems. Yeah, I, huh? I, I have to. I have to go for yeah. it. I have to go for it. Black. Well, you're young enough that you're not going to have the acid reflux flux problems yet. But as a snob that you want to become, that's the difference in tasting the beautiful bean or not. You know, once you add the add the creamer yeah, to the coffee, I'm doing it's cake changing. Cup. I'm going K-cup. I'm not getting the bean. Well, you're going to have to if you want to transform into the oh, yeah. snob. That's uh, on my ho- top of my Christmas list is I want to get... The coffee snobbery setup. Okay. Yeah, I want when you walk into my house, I want it to smell like the bean crawled up your nose. That's how my house is. I told you, I got the coffee bar. Do you want Starbucks? Do you want, I got the blonde roast. I got the morning blend. I got the hazelnut Dunkin' Donuts. I got the cinnamon bun Dunkin' Donuts. I got options. Yeah, I like that. I want to have, when you walk into my house, it just smells like you were in a, like, in, in, in like Columbia. <laughs> okay, perfect. Can't wait to come to your house then. Tell me when it's up and ready. Right? I mean, that's my goal. Instead of having a party with a bunch of beer and a bunch of coolers, yep. we just walk in and there's 40 pots of coffee and you can yeah. just go get your yeah. cup of joe. You ever, like, you ever go to those part, the, the party where like it's like a trade party where you bring a beer, somebody else bring, and like and then you can just try, and then the person who has the party ends up with all the beers, right? I want to do the coffee version of that, where I'm having a coffee party. You bring your favorite Java. You bring your favorite bean. Maybe even bring over, like, a machine and keep it at my house. Like, I end up with the ninja. Oh, come on. You're just taking machines at this point? That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Good mindset out of you, though. Yeah, man. You got to come up and be creative. But uh, this guy says Nespresso is the best. I never heard of this Nespresso. Where do I get such a Nespresso? It sounds like an exp- uh, like an expensive uh, bean here. Well, that's when we go to Google and we go search how we can find this. Item. Yeah, I mean, this is an item that's like uh, readily done. Nespresso. Now, when I lived in Boston up there playing hockey, we had a place called Mary Lou's. Mary Lou's has every uh, mint chocolate chip coffee, cookie dough coffee, Snickers coffee. I'm actually right now going through a process of ordering maybe six or seven different versions, sending them down here from Boston. I like to try that different different flavors, the obnoxious flavors. When yeah, it comes I'm not to like a big flavored coffee guy. Like I don't like the pumpkin guy. I don't like all the different like you know. I like you know, um, just like the really bold. Give it to me, bold dark roast guy. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the dark roast, but I'll never say no. Like no matter what type of Joseph it is, I'm gonna pound it back. Sort of like a beer. Is a Miller okay? Yeah, of course. Is an IPA okay? Duh. Like. I don't care. Give me something. Yeah, but I'm done with, like, yo, know, the, the, the cheap off-brand. Of coffee? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you go and it's like, hey, I can get 100 K-Cups for 28 bucks, or I can get 50 K-Cups for 20 There's a reason you're getting 100 for, for yep. 28 Yep, I know what bucks. you mean. I, so I have a pack of those just for, yeah, family over. They're like, oh, can we have coffee after yep. dinner? That's what you give them. Yeah, you get the donut store brand. Yep, That's Absolute what it's called, donut right? Donut shop. Donut shop yep. brand, yeah. Yep. That one, there's another one. It's like French roast Starts brand. Starts with a V, I think it is. Al. Yep, I know yep. what you mean. There's like, I've tried all these ones. Even, I got to be honest, 
I went Tim Hortons one time. Love Timmy Ho-Ho's. Nah, not the K-Cup. What? Little thin. Timmy Ho-Ho's is a nice item. I'm Maybe talking about in-store. Get it in store. Yeah, in-store. Yeah, the K-Cup was a little disappointing because I was like, oh, let's go with the Tim Hortons. Like, they are Canadian coffee at its finest. It is. It's so weird you say that. The other day I was walking to my car thinking, damn, I wish we had Tim Hortons here. And the fact that you just brought that up, that is just weird to me. Because yeah. who the hell ever brings well, up Tim Hortons? Well, I had a Hortons? box of Tim Hortons coffee. If you wanted, it's probably sitting around my... Uh, you know, it's probably sitting around my house somewhere because like, we get through these coffee and like halfway through, like, nah, on to the next. Try, we'll try another one. That's so funny. Yeah. Love it. Love well, it. I got this coffee here. Um, I haven't been drinking a lot of coffee, though. As you said, I've been doing the Bulletproof. But today I'm going to put this on the roast right around 4 o'clock. I can't wait to see you drink it. I'll see how satisfied well, your face looks. Maybe I, I'll get a picture. We'll tweet it out. I'm calling the football game tonight, so I need a little extra pick-me-up at some point because normally – you know, those second half of the football games, I've been hitting a little wall. Well, it's a beautiful day out, so if it stand, if it stays this way, then by the nighttime in your porch, I'm sure it's going to be outrageously nice. I would think so. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm a little jealous. It's going to be nice. Nespresso is just what this guy says. Nespresso. Now, for the people out there listening, if you're in the audience and you remember back in the day, I don't know if they have this anymore, but they used to have Ireland coffee. Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't Ireland. ring a bell. Yeah, like when you when I was a kid, the uh, Ireland coffee was like, oh, man, it was like a great brand of coffee. I don't know that they have it anymore. See, it's interesting because I was thinking the other day as well, there was a time in my life where I didn't drink coffee. Me and, too. And the fact that I'm three, four, five cups a day, I couldn't imagine. The other day, Eagles played at 820. I hit my Ninja, 819. I was ready to go to work. Now at 3 o'clock, I'm staring at the ceiling, but so worth it. So worth it. You know? Yeah. Like, I do it every night. It's like, damn, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Why do I keep doing this to myself? But I'm not, not going to have a coffee at 8, 9 o'clock at night. I need to. Yeah, the Ireland Coffee Company. I think it was, like, around this area here that people got that coffee. So, I don't know if they still have that coffee in this area anymore, but I want to get that coffee. Maybe we should do a little bit of research. If I'm we trying can find to look it. at it. The Ireland Coffee uh, was, like, um, yeah, like... I think it was somewhere in this area that it was made, and I don't know that you can get it anymore, but I remember like that was a tremendous cup of coffee. So, Were you ever the guy that just went to a coffee shop to sit there and enjoy a cup of Joe? I've never hit no. that point yet, but that's even I mean, the I've nice— I've done it before, but I've never like said, hey, that's what my day's going to be. Well, what if you start it Saturday morning, like, hey, hon, let's just go have a nice cup of coffee and chat. Maybe bring the paper— now, the paper would distract the conversation. Horrendous move by me. But maybe you just sit there, have a conversation, talk. Yeah, well, I, That seems like a good... Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Treat, treat the fiancé. We've done that before, but it wasn't like on the agenda. It was like ended up like, hey, there's a coffee shop right there. Let's go take a seat. Right. So it wasn't planned. No, like we might be walking down like in Ocean City or walking down Asbury Avenue. They got that coffee shop there. You kind of, you know, saunter your way in there. All right, well, I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. I just set my plans for the morning. All right, uh, I just gave you a good idea. 609-403-0973. Guys, you got to go down to Miami and get some traditional Cuban coffee. A thimble's worth, and you will have your uh, will have you running through the wall. Yeah, like even like when I go to Wawa, I always get the Cuban. You go Cuban? Cuban blend. Okay. Yeah, I go, I like it bold, extra bold. It's like my pillow. I have an extra, extra firm pillow. Three of them. Three extra, extra firms. And what, is your head way higher than your whole body? Oh, yeah. My head's up here. Doesn't that hurt the neck? Nah, it's great. Really? Oh, man. So do you go full back sleep? 
Because if you turn to the side, I mean, you're talking about a pretty big angle for the head. Yeah, I'm, no, it's almost like I have my shoulder up there, too. Oh, yeah, sheesh. Yeah. What else do you do that's funky? You do something weird. I was talking to your girlfriend about this. You do you curl your legs into a ball? Or no, I You hold to... your arm over your head or no, something. No, I have my hand over my eyes like this. Dude, come on. Grow up. Who I don't know where that? else to put the arm. What do you mean? I think everyone in the world has figured out where to put their arm when sleeping, no, except like for you. Sleeping like this, you know, like, what am I doing? I'm laying on the arm? You maneuver it so you're not on it, nah, on it, I but go it, like this. you cover the eyes. Yeah, because I don't Come want on. any light in my face. Oh, but you wear a mask, though. I know, and I don't want anything to get around the cracks of that mask. Psychopath. Uh, Jamie in Ocean City, you guys need a French press, and then you need to check out Harry and Bean's Coffee roasted right here in South Jersey. It's an ocean view. They have it at ShopRite in Summers Point. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to give that a shot. Harry and Bean's Coffee. It's roasted right here in South Jersey. You know, that's an interesting question. I brought this up to my girlfriend the other night about... Where do you even, like, is there stores anymore where you can go and get the coffee bean? Yes. Like, that specialize in that. You mean the store is only beans? Yeah, that's it. There, <laughs> there probably is, yes. But I like, thought back you meant in, in like, day, ShopRite or something. They well, back in the that. day, ShopRite had, like, the bean, like, you turned it and the beans came out. Do they have that still? I, I don't think so. don't think so. No, I don't think so. But, yeah, I'm sure that there are shops where it is only beans, and you go in there and you just get your beans. Yeah, I think that those are uh, kind of uh, falling by the wayside a little bit. You think so? Yeah. Maybe we should start one up, Gill and Broads. Right. Coffee shop. Gill and Broads beans. We could do the live show from there every single day. Come on in. Just beans. People can sit down, have their coffee, listen to the show. Now, this guy says, Cafe Bustello, life-changing from Miami. I will personally guarantee this will change your life. K-Cups from Acme or ShopRite. So he's saying I can get this Cafe Bustello K-Cups at ShopRite? Wow. All right, maybe that's a game changer. I will changer. go in the next commercial break and go get them. You think you would? I will take the rest of this hour off to go get the K-Cup. Oh, you're acting as if you wouldn't want to do that anyway. God forbid you could have an hour off, you wouldn't take that? I think you're just trying to manipulate wanting to get out of here more so than, you know, you really wanting to go get that K-Cup. No, if, if the guy's saying it's life-changing. Life-changing. That's what he said. Life-changing. Think about how good of a sip that first sip needs oh, to be, though. man. A couple people talked about running through a wall. You ever see that scene in When Harry Met Sally? No. Is that bad? Yeah. Okay. Where Billy Crystal and uh, Meg Ryan, she's like faking the orgasm in the middle of the restaurant, and everybody's like looking at her. Not a big movie guy. Well, I mean, you don't have to. It's a very iconic scene. What year? I mean, it's probably early 90s. Well, there you go. Look it up. I mean, Harry Met Sally, I think if you put that in, it'll come up. So I don't want anything else popping up. You're talking about faking orgasms. Well, I, I mean, sheesh, I don't know. Sally, I'm on, I'm on a... the Wi-Fi here at work. Someone might check in on me and think I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. It's a family movie. It's just that uh, there's a scene in there. That would be the sip. Oh, it popped up, and it popped up first. Right? Well, it's an iconic scene for you not to know that. I mean, that'd be like... I mean, this just screams early 90s. Look at this hairdo we got going here. Meg Ryan? Yeah. Ah, uh, she was a cutie. Of course. She didn't do so well as she got older. You didn't like You've Got Mail. She had a little work done to her face, let's say. And I think that the doctor should be sued. All right. I mean, I think he got a little overzealous with the cutting knife. Well, a lot of people do Holy do that. Mackerel. Once they get that much money, they start working around the edges a bit, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, I got some tweets at Mike Gill Show. Hey, Mike, Ireland coffee sold to Superior Coffee than to Farmer's Brothers Coffee. So can I still get the Ireland coffee? Well, that's what we need to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I appreciate the guy reaching out, and, and I got another text message here that says, Ireland Coffee Plant was where the McDonald's is in Albany Avenue and Chelsea Heights, right there on West End where the Surf Stadium was. We're across from Bader Field. Is that where you're talking about? That McDonald's in Chelsea Heights? That was the Ireland Coffee Plant. I did not know that, and I lived there my whole life. The text board is flying right now with people coming in with their coffee takes. This is amazing. Baby's coffee outside of Key West. Worth the trip. Well, I got to be honest. I'm not making the Key West trip maybe, for the next commercial break. I was just going to say, maybe you can go and we, we'll call you through the remote and uh, we'll do a little uh, car drive. If, if I can get something within a drive that I can be out of here and back by three by the time Sal Pal's on, I'll leave you here the rest of the way and I'll go get the coffee. Okay, we could even do a little cell phone Bluetooth hookup. So while you're in the store, while you're in the car, we can communicate. What's going on there? What's the scene like? It'll be like supermarket sweep. I'll be running up and down the aisles. Where's this Cafe Bucello? Exactly. We can get videotape. We'll have Josh running around with the video camera. Have you watched the new supermarket sweep? I've seen it. My fiance's big in the whole cooking channel, chop, you name it. I sit down, she's watching stuff, she's watching the, well, it's on all like, the shows. It's on like um, NBC, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ABC. She's like, watched any cooking show, she's in on it. This gentleman says, I second the French press and Harry's beans from Ocean View. Also, you can compliment it with Harry's Coffee Ale from Ludlam Island Brewery. Now, I like the Ludlam Island Brewery. I've had a couple of brewskis from them. A I coffee pull it up. ale, huh? I got to pull it up in my phone. That's a new thing, these coffee ales that they're doing. I got to pull it up in my phone. Uh, you can follow me on the uh, Untapped app and uh, check out what beers I'm drinking. I'm at MG973 on Untapped, so go ahead and friend me. Or follow me, I guess you say, on Untapped. But I got to go over to my Untapped app and find out what beers from Ludlam Island. It's not the uh, coffees. I have not had or tried the coffee stouts yet. Do you think there's a coffee version of this app where you can put in all the good ones that you've had? It's good, uh, it's a good question. Yeah, we should totally look into that. Then you can see what other people are doing, what they rate it. You know, this one that's in Ocean, what is it? Ocean's? Ocean View. Ocean View. That I've seems had to two be a Lu- hot one. I've had two Ludlam Island brewery beers for the people out there. I've had Wooder Guns and Rainbows, and I rated it a 4.0. Out of 5? Yep. Okay. And I had Fish Alley, and I rated it a 3.75. Now, I had the Fish Alley IPA back in 2017, and I had the Wooder Guns and Rainbows back in March of 2020. I love that you just have your past beer sitting right in front of you. Bang! Three years ago, I had this beer. March 28th, 2017. I could probably tell you where I had it. I was going to say, set the scene for me. Gil, back porch, a little college football. What was going on this day? Um, I don't... Oh, I had it at the Wonder Bar over in Atlantic City. How do you know that? Does it tell you your location of when you plugged it in? I put the location in. Okay, you put it in. Like I say, okay, these are all my beers that I have had. Okay, I click on beers, and it'll show me all the beers that I've had. Not to go negative, but is there any ones that you were like, this is a one? Sure. Oh, well, one, I don't know what the lowest-rated beer I had. Like this one here, uh, Farmhouse Ale, I gave a three. I think my buddy brought this from, like, Wisconsin, and I just did not like it. I could be wrong about it. No, I have two check-ins on that. Where did I have it? Oh, I had it at Max's Tap House in Baltimore. So you saw it once, and you're like, this is a three. And then you're like, I'm going to do it again just to make sure it wasn't well, a three? Well, because the average rating was 3.8, so I said, ah, maybe it was just me. <laughs> Well, apparently it is because oh, other people one. think it's a 3.8 and you think it's a 3. This beer called Two Women, which is, you know, not a bad thing. 
2.25 rating I gave it. I did not like that beer, apparently. You definitely like the name. It's an attractive name. If you told me, hey, let me get the two women, I'm all in for it. Yeah, now, you got to have a better taste after I wrote, that. not my style. Not my style. So mm-hmm. other people can check it out and be like, ooh, yeah. that's not Mike Gill's style. I don't want this. Yeah, you can follow me on Untapped at MG973, and you can see like what beers I like, which ones I don't like. So if you're someone who listened to the show, now this Blue Point Brewery, I gave it 2.75. Not a fan. And where did I have that? August 3rd, 2019, I had it at Harry's Oyster Bar. Didn't like it. There's got to be a coffee version. Yeah, this app is fantastic. Like, I'll go somewhere, and if I see something, and I'm like, did I have that one already? Or I can go back and find different. Like, if I look at their menu, I can put them in and see if I've had it before what I rated it. Huh, that is pretty genius. Yeah. I like it. I don't know how he's making any money off this thing, but... Any advertisements yeah, thrown I mean, around? there's a little bit, and I get, like, badges, and there's, like, I think some bars subscribe to it. So, like, if you go to the bar and you check in, it'll show on the thing, like, you know, so-and-so just checked in. Yeah, maybe the here. bars or something have something to do with uh, how they create some money as well. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, now, he said, coffee snob, you got to order Komoda Dragon Dark Roast. Wow, that sounds dangerous. The Komoda Dragon. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to turn into something if I drink that. I won't even be a human anymore. Yeah. Now, this guy says, I'll have what she's having. That's the end uh, of the Harry Met Sally. The girl next to her is like, I'll have what she's having. Because uh-huh. she's in the seat like, you know. Oh, I saw it. Oh, yeah. I oh saw you watched it. it. Oh, I watched it. I watched the clip. Uh, we sell it at Bakeworks on Tilton Road, Farmers Brothers. The the Ireland Coffee? Uh oh, looks like you can do that from three o'clock. No, we sell it at Bakeworks on Tilton Road. That's five minutes from where I'm sitting right now. Farmers Brothers, that's the coffee that was the Ireland Coffee. Looks like you have something to do in about five minutes. Yeah, I might have to go get that. I think you if, they, you if, have if that's to. what I'm how I'm reading it, the Farmers Brothers. If I'm going back through my head of some of the um, text messages that we've got. I think it went from Ireland to something to Farmers Brothers, right? I believe so. Wow. Yeah, he responded with yes. Yes, that is correct. You oh, are right. We got a response from that gentleman. Of right? course. I told you the text portal was flying all over the place. People are excited about their coffee. We deal. sell it at Bakeworks on Tilton Road. I know exactly where that is. I've been there plenty of times. I'm excited. I didn't know they had coffee in there, though. It looks like I'm the one excited. You get some coffee, we can have some here. We can chat, well, talk some sports. I'll send you to go get the Well, coffee. why me? You're the one that said it. <laughs> I have a job to do, Gil. Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN. We do have a poll question up to kind of get kick around for the show today. It's got a lot of votes already. You can vote one guy out of the Eagles organization. Now, you asked a variation of this question yesterday. It was kind of like the Mary Kiss Kill question. Can't ask that on Twitter because you can only vote for one. So we just simply asked, you can vote one guy out of the Eagles organization. Who would it be? Roseman, Peterson, or Schwartz? I changed my my answer from yesterday. Really? I did. Yeah, I did. did I you re- take a cup of coffee and think about it this morning? I reassessed it. When I saw you put the Twitter poll up, I'm like, huh, hold on a second. Let me reassess this situation. I voted for Howie Roseman. You want him out. I do. I Well, I mean, I'm not sitting here like, I want him out of here. But in terms of this poll question, if there is one guy out of here right now, I originally, yesterday when we did it, I said Doug would be gone and I would keep Howie Roseman for a five-year window. I, I think I would flip it today. It's Today's funny. a new day. On the Daily Drive show today, somebody asked me about Roseman and I talked him into wanting to keep Roseman. He liked my assessment. I would like to hear your assessment. Okay. All right. We'll do that. You're going to get the coffee? Sports Pass Live. It's right up the street. 
I mean, you can be back by the end of this break here. Hey, hold me a box of that coffee. I can't get it tonight. I got to do the football game. I got to get someone to get that coffee. I want that coffee, damn it. That's when the interns come into play. Sadly, COVID-19, no interns. We're out of them. Damn it. Sports Pass brought to you by Recovery Centers of America. Drug and alcohol addiction treatment centers are located in Mays Landing, New Jersey, and in Devon, PA. Keep your text messages coming. 609-403-0973. Where can I get a great cup of coffee? Where can I get a great K-cup of coffee? I need your help. I want to be a coffee snob. I'm not quite there yet. I need to find the coffee. I need to find the almighty bean. South Pal Friday. Don't go away. Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app. Turn it on. Leave it on. The Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. The Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN-FM. All right, bottom of the hour, Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN. The Twitter poll is up. You can vote away at 973 ESPN. One guy, you get to vote out. We've been voting all week, it seems like. You could vote one guy out of the Eagles organization. Who is it? Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, Jim Schwartz. 130 votes are in in the early portion of the show. 55% is voting one of these guys out. 22 and 22, a dead heat for the other two. How about that? Who's out in the minds of the listeners today? Who do you think? Howie Roseman. 55%. Howie Roseman. There you go. Are you surprised by that? Um, I'm a little surprised that it's like overwhelming, I guess. 55 to 22 to 22. Well, if you think about the voice of this city, at least the, the loud part that we hear, the frustration normally would go in this order. Howie Schwartz Doug. Would you agree with that? Probably. Um, right now, at least. Howie Schwartz Doug in terms of frustration and hearing the voice of the people. Howie voice. Uh, I think people go to Howie when it's convenient to go to Howie. What do you mean? Like, there's a lot of injuries on this team, and the team's not playing well. So then we look at things that, like, well, they didn't draft well, and they didn't, you know, they missed on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and that's his fault. I mean, the team's only somewhat competitive because, like, this was my point. If there were five things a GM does, he does, like, four of them well. The one thing he doesn't do well is hit on the high draft choices. So if he does four of the five well, let's find a guy to help him there instead of getting rid of the guy who does four of of the five things well, and let's try to get someone to help him with the one thing that he doesn't do so well. That's fair. No, that's a fair point. I I guess with this question, it says vote out of the organization. And, yeah, that would move Howie Roseman out of the organization as a whole. But if you told me that Howie Roseman is still involved and they get somebody else in there that would help out with the drafting and the scouting and all that, and they would go in a direction with another person and still utilize Howie Roseman's strongest points, I don't think that that would be a bad situation at all. No, I mean, like, they had Joe Douglas there, and people act like... Like, somebody tweeted in about... Um, uh, no, when I was doing the Daily Drive show, they uh, they put the message up that said that Roseman, when Chip Kelly was here, that Kelly was the guy that was the better drafter. And I, I don't know that that's accurate. Like, I think during the Kelly era, 
Well, he got what, Lane Johnson? Roseman was drafting the first year of the Kelly era, and he got Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz. I think the second year was when it got a little murky, and you got Marcus Smith. The third year, I think it was clearly Chip Kelly running things, and I don't remember who did they draft in that 2015 NFL draft. That wasn't – Bram, I don't remember when he was – Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nelson Aguilar, Eric Rowe, uh, they did not have a good draft class, and that was Chip Kelly. So if you're asking me, I think you have a GM that does some things well. He He's very good at the cap. He's aggressive. He'll make trades. The Eagles are always in on the top free agents because Roseman is always calling people. He's always trying to figure out a way to manipulate the cap and get these guys here if he can. So there's a reason why when there's a free agent or a top player that gets released or that's on the trade market and you always hear the Eagles is because Roseman always does his due diligence. He's always calling and saying, hey, what do I have to do to get this guy? He always takes the temperature. He finds the Travis Fulgums, and he finds the, the lower round guys that end up starting on your offensive line. He does a good job there. The one area where he does not do a great job all the time, not all the time, sometimes he does a good job, other times he doesn't, and that's frustrating to people. I think he could do a better job at the top of the draft. Yeah, I think that maybe people are way too harsh on him, and I think that you lean in a way, at least the way I see it, is like you're a little bit too uh, not appreciative of Howie Roseman, but I think you defend Howie Roseman a little too much, and I think there's a lot of people out there that rip him into shreds way too much, and it's somewhere in the middle of that. You know, because like, I agree with you that Howie does have a lot of things that he does very well, but I don't know if it's as strong as you know how much you would defend Howie Roseman, but I also don't think it's fair to go down the road that some of these people do that claim he does nothing good in this, because he does. He does have a skill set. I think it's somewhere in the middle of the two. Well, in most of the last three, four years, if you look at executives in the NFL when they do their GM rankings, he is consistently in the top five. So it's not just me you know, that is having this opinion. These are people that work in the league – who, I mean, I think since 2017, he's been one, two, or three every single year. Well, what are they basing, like 2018, 2019? What do we look at that's phenomenal out of Howie Roseman when it comes to his overall product? I don't know. I mean, I didn't do, I wasn't the one voting. No, I know, but I'm just like, I'm looking right now and I'm thinking I'm in, on the top of my head, like when we go back to the last couple of seasons, yeah, the injuries have been a huge problem, so that plays a role. Like for the people that are mad when Brown is playing right guard, no GM can give you 12 offensive linemen that can all play. If you're on Brown or Opeta, you're going to be a miserable team because no GM can build a roster that has that many linemen deep. But looking at the last couple of years, uh, yeah, we can go through the list and get some hits and get some misses. But I don't know if anything stood out to me where it's like, you know, I'm so glad we have Howie Roseman because he did this over the last couple well, of seasons. Well, again, we live in this little vacuum here, and we just judge him. We don't look at what the other guys are doing. We're acting as if there's guys out there who are really reinventing the game and our guys behind. That's fair, but I also think to an extent you should value the overall league because you got to put yourself in, okay, where do we fall compared to them? But at the same time, you know, I don't care about what Denver's yeah, doing. But it's easy I don't to care say about that. what they're it's doing. It's easy to say that, but like in context here, all right, right now, if you were in Arizona the last three or four years, you would say, get this guy out of here. We stink and he stinks. 
And now all of a sudden, Arizona's on the way up. So is he good all of a sudden? Did he stink those years when the team was really bad? And now all of a sudden, oh, look what look what the guy in Arizona's doing. Steve Kime's been out there for a while. He's been there for the bad. He's been there for the good. You're not always, people act like you're just a rite of passage that you're going to go into the draft and always hit. Sometimes Steve Kime hits. Other times he doesn't. He got Kyler Murray. And guess what? Kyler Murray has changed a lot for that franchise. He went out and pulled off a trade to get DeAndre Hopkins. That worked out for them very well. The years before that, he didn't do such a good job. Is Kime good? Is he bad? I don't know. I think all of these guys are a, you know, circumstances happen. Do they take advantage of them and how they work out? I think one thing for uh, what did Daryl Morey say? I've made a lot of mistakes, but the mistakes I've made is because I'm aggressive. I think one thing for Roseman that we should all appreciate is he's aggressive. He's always going to try whatever it takes to keep the team competitive. I think that is something that we should all be appreciative of. It doesn't mean it always works out. He trades up in the draft sometimes. That's an aggressive move. Sometimes it doesn't work. I'm not disagreeing with you because, I, like I said, I'm not as anti-Howie Roseman as I feel a lot of this fan base is. But I also feel that, you know what, you're right. There's people around the league that are worse or whatever the case may be. But just because Howie Roseman does a, a an average to an above average job doesn't mean you can't get better than that. Like If you're an organization who thinks that Howie Roseman is this a little bit above the average guy, okay, well... That doesn't mean you need to be satisfied with a little bit above average guy. There's other guys that can do a better job than Howard. Well, I'm not saying. Again, I'm just telling you what his perception is in league circles. There's a reason that his contemporaries are voting him as one of the best. I think that's really interesting, though, that he is that high up. And it's it's been consistent. I mean, it's been... Just about every year, he's in the number one, two spot. I mean, I think he was number one or two the last three seasons. Which is crazy to me, because like well, I, I said, think, it's see, not like he... Here's the problem. Fans want the ultimate goal every year. When you are objective and take a step out, it's not, I don't want you to win a Super Bowl every year, and I'm accepting this, but I think what people look like at a franchise is stability. Do they have constant stability? Are they constantly a winner, or are they a flash in the pan? Are you Arizona that you stink for six years, and then you get that one flash in the pan year where you're good? Or do you have a run of 14, 12 out of 14 years where you're pretty good? I think that's where people kind of say, look at the Eagles. They have had a long run of stable success. Now, you might not like the end results of their success, but I think objectively, long-term, it's about being competitive and being a contender more years than not. But I am one of those people who do value that more than the rest, I would say. I'm not just that irrational fan that looks at this team and screams if they don't win every single year. I do see that there's tremendous value in having an organization that whether you win the Super Bowl or not, if you're a team that's getting to the playoffs every year, especially in the NFL, you're getting there more times than not. There is absolutely value in that 100%, and I'm not throwing that away as if that does not add context to what Howie Roseman has been able to do. But at some point, I, I do think there is a message or just a style or, you know, there's people where they're good at what they do, but a message runs dry. For example, I think Jim Schwartz is in that category of someone who 
does a hell of a job as a defensive coordinator, but sometimes, you know, you can you can do better than Jim Schwartz as much as I respect Jim Schwartz. And with Howie, I respect Howie, but I think you could do better than Howie Roseman as well. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm not saying he does a bad job, but sometimes you need something fresh. Sometimes you need something new, a new philosophy, a new voice, a new guy. And I wouldn't be opposed to if that actually happened here. Not saying it needs to happen, doesn't have have to happen right now. But I'm willing to look in another direction if if that is the well, case. Okay, so I got the 2018 GM rankings. Howie Roseman, number one. Well, that was F. That's before the 2018 year, so that would be after the Super Bowl. Correct. Okay, just so, want to verify that's when it came. And, out. And you're saying I that someone could be better, not according to that list. That, well, that, that was, was the year after they won okay, the Super I'm Bowl. Okay, I'm saying yeah. he was number one. 2019, when now that was the Sporting News. So let me keep with the Sporting News rankings and see where they had um, him go. He was number seven. The, 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 according to the Sporting News rankings, he was number seven uh, in 2019. These are the 2019 rankings. So the 2020 rankings, he is number four. So he actually went from one to seven to four. Right. You know? So, yeah, I mean, so look- essentially, again, this goes back to we could find a better guy but that better guy is Andy Reid, uh, Kevin Colbert. I mean, those guys aren't available. The better guys, I mean. Well, at some point they weren't available, and these people have picked them yeah, up. Yeah, Andy Reid. Kevin the, Colbert has been with the Steelers since I was a kid. No, I'm just saying, like, there's plenty of football people out there that, who knows, you can have the future of them standing out there waiting for the opportunity. And I'm well, not saying that they don't that matter. Is, these rankings again, I are think, what they are. Sure, but again, these are people who, in the league, around football, are saying, these are the best guys we got. Sure, there might be a guy on the street that doesn't have a job. Is he better? Okay, maybe, but you got a guy who is consistently in the top seven in his field doing that job, and I just find it funny that we're like, ah, he's just okay. We can find someone better. I think if you just study and look around the league is guys make mistakes. They don't draft all the time. No one hits on their first and second round picks every single year. They make mistakes. Guys sign guys who don't play well. It just happens. Like, and, and what Roseman does well, I don't think we appreciate enough. He does that well better than a lot of these other guys, which is why I think he's in this spot, is because he does do things that people, most fans generally, only care about the first-round pick, the second-round pick, because they're the guys they know. They don't care that the third-round pick plays well or the fifth-round pick plays well or that you found an undrafted rookie free agent because it's not sexy enough. But those... It's like a fantasy football draft. It's the late-round picks that help your team win the fantasy football league. Your first-round pick is everybody's first-round pick. But we get mad and we judge these guys based only on, well, he got the first-round pick wrong and he got the second-round pick wrong. And that's how we judge a guy. We don't use typically the full body of work on when we're judging a GM. But I do, though. And I still feel the way that I do feel. Where would you rank Roseman? I think he's top, I think he's above average. So he's been according not, to people in the league, yeah. he's way above average. He's yeah. top seven. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't, th- and I think you're right. I think it's because of what he does with the cap, though. Like, if you're talking about judging the talent and all that, is that what they view him good at, or is is he so high because he's so elite at one skill? Does that make sense? No, like, I think he does well at manipulating the cap. Right. I think he's very good at that. I think he's an aggressive and that's a skill guy. set that's needed, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I think he's very good at finding later round players. I think he's done a very good job at getting 
late round guys, getting undrafted players, and those are two things that are a big positive for your organization. It helps with the cat when you get lower round guys, you don't have to pay them all that much. I also feel that, and this is could be a, a knock on Howie, but it could also take some pressure off of him as well. I don't know who's really coming up with some of these selections and who's coming up with some of these picks and who's helping out with some of these these random un, undrafted guys. Like, yes, he's in the GM chair. It's sort of like Elton Brand. He was in the GM chair, but was he the one giving out those hefty contracts? Well, there's been rumors circulating that with the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside pick, that was Jeffrey Lurie. So for me, it's like I kind of take a step back away from ripping Howie for that one. But then when it comes to some of the positive picks, is it always Howie Roseman that says, I want that guy? Or does Jeffrey Lurie have an input? Does Doug Peterson have an input? I don't really know who's the guy saying, like, this is where we're going. And that puts me in a tough spot. Yeah, Roseman, by the way, NFL.com, their rankings going into this year, he was number four. He was number two the year before at NFL.com. So he was two, and then this year he was four. I think it really is just based off of the one skill set that he's so elite at. And I just wonder if you're so good at one at one part of the job. I'm not saying he stinks at all the other ones, but there's clearly one part of the job that he excels in more than anyone in the league. How much does that skew? If he was average at that job, where would he fit on that list? Would he be 15? Would he See, be 16? I think you're I think you're you're taking away some of the like saying that well he's really good at this and then he stinks at these no other but ones. i said that i said he doesn't stink in the other ones but i think he's just a, a guy in the other areas i think he's really good with money and he's just a guy in the other areas and i don't think that 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 makes you look look where that ranks him in the league though if that's the case which i think it is well i case. think that's the eye-opening thing is again we are here in this bubble and what these lists are saying is our bubble is only looking at him and the bubble in other cities, those guys are saying, my God, we wish we had that guy. Because the only three guys, again, this year, Kevin Colbert, Pittsburgh, Brent Feach, and Andy Reid in Kansas City, and Bill Belichick. They're the same two guys, three guys, that were ranked ahead of him the last time on the other list. So every list is pretty consistent that he's in the top five, and the only two guys that seem to be ahead of him are Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, or three guys, and Kevin Colbert. Like, that's the kind of the standard – um, right. Those those guys. I think that it's beneficial to have a cap wizard in your in your See, organization. I think he's more than a cap wizard. That's the problem. I think people just say that's all he's good at. He's only good I think at the he's cap. Average elsewhere, really good there. How Which, many, what does I that like, make you a bad? That doesn't make you bad. Though. I think finding the Fulgums of the world, finding the Herbigs. I just don't know how the, much how much praise I can give him. Like I feel that it's more than just him doing that. Because like, I know they work in a trio. I know Lori well, has a I mean, lot of input. Sure. I know it's everyone involved. Well, and, and it's more than that. The scouts giving him opinions, but he doesn't have to listen to those guys. I mean, hey, the scouts are the grunt work. The scouts are the guys that find guys. The GM has to say, okay, I'm going to trust my scouts on this. You can give the scouts all the credit for, apparently Roseman had a third-round grade on Fulgham. The scouts said, look, this guy Fulgham, we should we should go after. Well, he went in the sixth round, so that what did they do then? They took. They didn't draft him in the third round. They had a third round grade on him, right, on their draft board. They didn't draft him, but that was their grade for him. They said if we were going to draft that guy, it would have been in the third round. So they had a third round grade on Fogel. Their scouts should get the credit for that. Yeah, it's a little weird to me though, because you would think if you had a third round grade on him and he was available in the fourth, fifth, sixth round when you were able to draft that, you would take someone that you would have a third well, round they draft pick. It. On. 
That, this was what three years ago. No, they drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside. It was last year. It was one year ago when he got drafted last by the year, Lions. Yeah. Yep, they okay. had. So the Eagles had a, a third round grade on it. They have grades on every player. Yeah, I knew they that. just said, hey, if, we, if this guy's on our board, we look at him as a third round player. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to take him. It just that's what their grade on him was. So that's not Roseman's as much as their scouting department saying, hey, this guy Roseman gets the credit for the scouts' work a lot. That's in every sport, in everything. The baseball GM that makes these moves, he listens to his scouts, and then he pulls the trigger based on how much confidence he has in that scout. Right, but the scout, I'm talking more about the decision makers with Doug Howie and Jeffrey Lurie more than I am the Well, there's scouts. a lot of stories out there that Roseman was not the guy who wanted J.J. Arcega. Right, and that's why I don't – so as much as I rip him for certain things, there, there's plenty of decisions like that one where I won't roast him apart for. All right, we got the five coming up, the five rewind. Also, Sal Pal Friday. Stick around. We never stop talking Eagles and NFL. It's – All right, let's get in the five rewind. We had Thursday night football game. That game was one of the worst last night. It was terrible. The 49ers uh, blown out by the Packers. That was the worst game I didn't watch ever. a snap. I watched maybe four. But I'll tell you what, the girl in the Bachelorette, she's out. Oh, wow. She you got married in. last night. What? Yeah. What? The guy proposed. What? Yeah. The one that's supposed to be kicked off or the new one? Well, she said, I don't want to go anymore. That's my guy. And then they asked the guy. She doesn't want to go on. She wants you. He proposed to her. This is the original? Yep. Or the secondary woman? The original. Oh, okay. They brought the new one on last night. She got introduced to the guys last night. All right, so good episode. It's a good episode. Probably better than what you did last night on the five. You oh, went boy. one and four. Rodgers, you got the over on the passing yards, but everything else. He only rushed for seven yards. Twelve and a half was the number. Yeah, I went under there. You said over last night. I wrote it I down. Think right you here. went over. No, 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 no. You said, oh, he'll run for a first down. Oh, I did say that, but you agreed. No. Yeah. 49ers did not cover that six and a half points. No, they were never close. Nope. Nick Mullins, only one touchdown. 